What's up, guys? I have some exciting news. Past guests Pochi, Fung, Susan Adams, and myself were starting a zine. You know, it's like a picture book for adults. It's called BYOF, Bring Your Own Film. Our goal is to have people all over the world shoot a roll of film on the same day, bringing together an already close community, like even closer. So on August 1st, August 1st, grab a roll of something and shoot whatever matters to you. And then you can submit your images by September 1st or, you know, there's more information. Head over to byofzine.com or it's in the show notes. Can't wait to see what you guys shoot. All right, let's get into this. It's Overexposed, the film photography podcast with me, Sasquatch Mansfield. This week's episode, Kiana Clay. She's an LA-based portrait photographer. We laughed so much, like a ridiculous amount of laughter. We also get, you know, pretty deep. So buckle up. It's a really good one. And I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like all of them, though. So, but this one especially. Okay, let's go. Kiana, thanks so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, as I mentioned, my ner- I've been a ball of nerves. My hands won't stop sweating right now. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I just dunk them in some water and then you won't know. <laughs> I won't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a solid choice. <laughs> Oh man. How are you enjoying um California during COVID? <laughs> I started when I started this podcast, it was like I thought it was gonna be like a couple episodes where I talk to people about how they're dealing with COVID and then it's turned into a regular segment, which is how about that? Yeah. Um so <laughs> um is it's it's not hard for me. Because, um, so photography is not, it's just, photography is something I do on the side. Um, uh, For my nine to five, I've been working from home since September, 2015. Oh, wow. So this is nothing new for me. (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, I'm a homebody. Oh, okay. Um, I don't do a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, Home is my favorite place to be. Yeah. Um, so for me, the uh, especially when the numbers started rising, yeah. um, the hardest thing for me was not being able to visit family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a ton of nephews and some nieces, <laughs> um, and I visit them. They're um, well, pretty close to me, and yeah. I visit them often. And yeah. my sister. Um, one of my sisters is seriously like, don't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> We're practicing social distancing. Yeah. Um, and, um, another one of my, well, my sister-in-law, uh-huh. um, she's kind of like, oh, you guys can come over to school. Huh. And so, um, like not in the beginning, just not being able to see family because we were social distancing um that was the hardest part for me yeah and also 
the lines in the stores, like Ridiculous. waiting outside of a store, it drives me crazy. Mm. I get it. Uh, I just don't like it. And so it's like, okay, what can I order online to be delivered? Mm -hmm. Or <laughs> what can I um, yeah. have fast food? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I started going to the uh, grocery store at right when they open up. <laughs> and one time I went there right when they opened up. It was like seven in the morning. A line around the block. What? I don't know. I no. have no idea what to do with that. So it's just like, it's not like that anymore, but man, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just tell your sister you've been practicing social distancing for since 2015, basically. <laughs> so I think you're good. <laughs> uh, well, she, um, she's gotten better with it now, but, Effort. I was like, when she first said that to me, I'm like, are you, are you thinking? Yeah. And she was serious. And she was telling my son, cause she has two little ones. Uh -huh. She has um, a one-year-old who will soon, who will be two in October. Yeah. And she has um, a baby girl who just turned seven months old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two under two. Oh. <laughs> And my son loves babies. He loves kids. Kids love him. Wow. And awesome. it was, he did not like that he could not visit. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll just do, um, we'll just do a Google Duo. We'll just do video calls. And he's yeah. like, I'm not video calling them. They should just let me come over. Yeah. Um, he took it pretty hard. I was actually surprised. And yeah. he meant it. He did not want to get on a video call. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unique. Like, I, I think, you know, generally boys, how, how old is your son? 19. Okay. I, when I was 19, I wanted nothing to do with babies. Uh. At all. At all. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I think that's such a, well, I don't know. I can't speak for all 19-year-old boys, especially now. But I think that's pretty unique. That's, yeah. That shows a lot of care and, like, soft compassion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he's always been like that always. And kids, um, when he was younger, just because he was younger and he played more kids like gravitated towards him. Mm. Um, but now that he's older, uh, he's just like, I mean, he's like, I don't want to deal with like, I, he doesn't want his own kids. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just wait <laughs> wait till you're married don't be in a rush yeah but he loves other people's kids that's good that's awesome yeah one day we're gonna get out of this i'm hopeful it better be before <laughs> i don't know it better be before soon because i'm done yeah it's... i'm ready yeah, I um, I didn't expect it to go on this long. Yeah, I, I really didn't. And then to see on the news, which I don't watch much of, because Good. it can be so depressing. Yep. Um, that the numbers in um, in Southern California are going up, and we have some of the highest numbers. Yeah. Oh, you guys, can we just not do this? <laughs> well, Texas is doing its best to compete with you, so 
yeah. A little frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in L.A.? I did. Um, South Central. Crazy. Yep. Yep. I want to I want to hear all about it cuz it's such a well okay and I told you before I just watched LA Originals yeah which is uh Esteban Oriol in uh cartoons yeah. documentary yeah. yeah and it's so great yeah yes it is uh but it's such a culture that you know I grew up in the south and in in basically like you know hippie town Austin's mm-hmm. real hippie town. So there's really no like bad or like hood. Like it's just like it's all pretty much the same. <laughs> gotcha. lots, lots lots of uh lots of people wearing um bandanas. You know, smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> that's that's pretty that much Austin. Weird. That's old Austin, not so much anymore. Now it's like people on computers all the time. Gotcha. But but it was just it was just such an interesting um such an interesting look into something that's so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sure. I'm, I'm so so interested about how you grew up. <laughs> well, hopefully <laughs> I can share I mean, hopefully I have some stuff to share. Um Last night, I don't remember where I was going, um, but I was just thinking, I feel like I kind of grew up in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I have grown up in, like I said, born and raised. Um, and there have been times where, you know, somebody would want to visit or, you know, figure out where you live. And then like, oh my goodness, you know, what, like, let's just say I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, uh, oh, you live there. <laughs> and they wanted to come pick me up. Uh-huh. And then I tell them where I live and it's just like, wait, you know, the question, which I didn't, cause like, it, well, maybe I just lived in a bubble in my mind. Um, what hood do you live in? Like what gang, what gang area is that? Uh-huh. And I'll be like, why does it matter? Sometimes, uh, I don't know. I mean, just go pick me up. Who cares? But I learned that that was something that men had to just kind of be on guard for. Um, I have two brothers. Um, neither of them gang bang. They just, I think gangbanging is just so stupid. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Um, but just, and then I would go hang out with people who um, live a few towns over. And if we were to go, let's say downtown, where it's um, downtown LA, where in some areas where it's not so glamorous or not so, you know, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through like yeah, and the people that I'm with are like scared and kind of clutching their bags, and I'm like, really? 
I mean, it's, it's not that deep. It's, it's really not that scary. Um, so I, I feel like, and I do stuff that <laughs> is probably not the smartest. Like I'll go to the gas station. Oh, I need to go to the gas station, but I don't want to go in the morning. So I'll just go tonight. And it's like 1030. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I, I go and I'm not afraid. Right. And other people are like, that's not, for one, that's not smart. You just shouldn't go out because it's just dangerous. But I'm like, really? Nothing's going to happen to me. And I just have that. Nothing's going to happen to me. <laughs> I will be okay. Um, <laughs> were, were, were these friends that grew up outside? Okay. See, I think that's it. Like, it was normal. Like, that's normal for you. And like, <laughs> them, there's like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there or that, you know, they probably watch news or whatever. And I think, I think, I think neighborhoods aren't as bad as they're depicted to be necessarily. They were, Oh my goodness. I have, so I have a cousin who's a math teacher Mm -hmm. and um, I can't remember what, what area of the school that she was teaching that she taught at was in, but she told me about this exercise that, um, the staff had to do, mm-hmm. and you had to judge people based on your first impression, which, you know, we do it anyway. We just don't usually do it out loud. Sure. And so, um, she talked to, um, a white guy mm-hmm. and he told her that his first impression of her, uh, and I'm, I'm a talker. So That's perfect for a podcast. <laughs> and sometimes I'll go all the way around the corner just to get across the street. That's good. That's <laughs> a safe. I'll that's a safe thing to do. <laughs> that's going to be one of these stories. And so, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, wait, why do I bring this up? I'll keep so, on track. <laughs> okay, I, I remember now. So um, <laughs> he's judging her face. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> um on her appearance. And so when she walked in, he shared that he thought she was vegan. Okay. And I don't remember. He was from somewhere back East, Mm -hmm. but he, he didn't grow up around a lot of people of color. And so all he had in his, for his experience was what his parents had taught him and -hmm. what he saw on TV. Okay. And so she's like vegan. Why do you think that? And he said, because, he was raised to believe that all black people were fat and lazy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> um, and so they. What, um, <laughs> what terrible you know, parents. <laughs> it, but it's bad. But I have to think that they got taught that, you know? Sure. And so this generation of just ignorance you know yeah, yeah um and so this same guy um had to drive down a street he he the quickest way for him to get home from this school in south central uh-huh. um was a street in south central yeah <laughs> sure. opposed to going to the free or taking the freeway because you know in la freeways are just dumb it <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, the traffic is ridiculous. And so he told her that eventually, you know, they became closer and they talked more and, 
Mm -hmm. um, he found that he had to unlearn the things that he learned. And yeah. so anyway, so he was driving down this street and he was deathly afraid. And he was afraid because he had also been told that black people are <laughs> literally standing on street corners, shooting at each other every day. <laughs> Just civil war, just civil war style lined up, just shooting at each other. Oh my goodness, it's laughable. Yeah. And I was just blown away. Um, and so he, at the end of the year, he's just like, oh my goodness, you know, I have met so many nice people, so many nice black people. I've learned so much about culture, so much about soul food. Yeah. Um, so it was a good experience for him. And that that yeah. was that was good. But every now and again I think about that story and I'm just like, oh brother. <laughs> Literally standing on the street corners every day shooting at each other. Really? <laughs> and so I, I can just picture him driving like <laughs> just waiting. Hiding <laughs> behind his steering wheel. Oh, <laughs> It's funny. So yeah, people outside. Yeah. It you all like all you have is um, you know, what you see on TV. And actually, um, for that reason, oh gosh, and I know uh, I would like lose my black card if people were to hear me say, I don't like movies like How to Survive in South Central, uh -huh. you know, colors, because does that stuff happen? Sure it does. But is it everyday life? No. Nah. Right. I <laughs> Now I do have one um I did experience one day a drive-by shooting. Sure. Which was totally scary. Yeah. I've um, I've been involved in one. Not involved in one. I've yeah. Not involved. <laughs> I was around. I was on the same street. Um, I remember standing outside talking to a friend who lived across the street. I was in high school at this time and hearing the gunshot. I don't even remember seeing the car. I just know, you know, to get low and get into the house. Mm. And I remember hearing bullets fly past my head. Jeez. That, like, the hearing them wisping through the air. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh. That, that was scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, and I, it, it, because they sound so close, I'm just grateful that I, I didn't get hit yeah. and nobody that I knew got hit that day. Wow. Um, yeah. And in all of my 41 years, um, that's the only time I, I ever experienced that, you know? Um, hmm. so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think so. Like LA originals, like that's that culture. Like yeah. 
he's in in with a lot of people that are you know in gangs and mm-hmm. like, and that, that stuff probably does happen for them on for a regular them. basis right um and so i think i think it probably does skew it a little bit of like my perception not ever having gone to i think i've been to la once maybe <laughs> maybe but it was like driving through or something you know yeah. whatever not yeah. really experiencing it so yeah i think yeah it's it's a tricky thing especially mm-hmm. with like with social media and then with because social media is very similar to news at this point where it's just kind of fear-mongering a lot of just like what will get a click someone getting shot will get a click definitely let's put it up um which definitely happens Mm -hmm. 100 percent um but yeah I, i don't like news and i'm growing to dislike social media too because of the but, yeah, you know, but it's also like extremely important to to be aware of those things. Yes, I you know? agree. I agree completely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have I have quite a few friends that are just like, I'm so tired of just seeing all of this stuff posted. I'm like, well, I think you need to buckle up then, like, because. <laughs> It's not stopping. Like, I'm going to continue sharing it. Like, yeah. it needs to be seen. Yeah. Um, and it's not to scare anybody. It's to, like, right. this is the, honestly, like, status quo right now. So it's not, yeah. not all right. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But you love it. You love, you love South Central? I mean. Does it hold a special place it. in your heart? Huh? I, don't, I said I don't hate it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess I always assume that people like where you grew up or like have a little bit of like a certain nostalgia for where you grew up and things like that. I, I feel you on that though, because Austin, I could take it or leave it. It's not, it is my hometown and I do like it, Mm -hmm. but it has changed so much. And I'm over it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am mad. Like I don't because I'm still here. Um, one thing that I would probably miss or be nostalgic about is <laughs> ice cream trucks. If I ever left. Oh. <laughs> um, when I go places, <laughs> I know, and I know that's like of all things, ice cream trucks, right? When I go places, um, and I hear that people don't, and not, it's not like I stop an ice cream truck every time I see one. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't. But you know, every now and again, you might want a single cone or a banana mm. split, or yeah, yeah. And when I hear, like, I have siblings who live in Texas. They're in um, Amarillo and um, Houston. Okay. And when we, my son and I visited, we went to um, a little truck or something that sold like snow cones. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, where are the ice cream trucks? Yeah. And we were in Amarillo. My sister is like, we don't, we don't have ice cream trucks like that out here. What? Well, let me move out here. <laughs> yeah. 
years, start an ice cream truck business. <laughs> <laughs> and just go back home. Uh, somebody else said they didn't have ice cream trucks. Huh. Um, but I think I would miss ice cream trucks. My brother um, does not live in South Central anymore. He misses um, fish markets. Oh, yeah, you and he he loves like you you buy we fry you go to it like you know fish oh, market cool. and so um yeah he misses that and then <laughs> I was at work um in Torrance and I was talking to a friend of mine and we were going out to lunch this was years ago. And we sat just outside of the manager's office. And so we're figuring out where to go to lunch. And I'm like, Torrance has some cool burger places, but they don't have like ghetto burgers. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> my manager poked his head out. He was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be eavesdropping, but what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I said, there are no ghetto burgers out here. He's like, what is that? You guys, the burgers off here are just nice and clean. And I need something <laughs> with grease dripping every now and again. And he yeah. was just like, oh, my goodness. I've never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> you guys are too health conscious out here in Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think there are um, ice cream trucks other places. Just yeah. so you know. I don't want you to feel like you're bound to South Central just for the ice cream trucks. <laughs> I get over it. I just fondly <laughs> remember ice cream trucks if I were somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's good. How did you um, get into shooting film? Oh, um... It kind of starts, so I'm going to try to remember as best as I can. I have a bad memory. That's okay. Um, Me too. It started, <laughs> I, I I really like Elizabeth Messina. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, I mean, I knew what film was. I took a class in at a community college, um, but I did at that time, I mean, it was just something to do, you know, and um, I took I was, you know, following her work by the time. But before social media was all the rave, it was blogs. Sure. And I wondered, like, what is so special about like, how does she get this look? Mm -hmm. And somehow, some way, I ended up finding out that um, it was filmed and then medium format. And I'm like, well, what is that? Mm -hmm. And so I started kind of like Googling medium format, looking at different cameras. Um, somehow, some way, I, I had a 35 millimeter camera at that time. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't being used. Uh, digital was far more uh, gratifying. Hold on just a second. All good.
Um, and so it kind of started from there. Um, and then in maybe late 2014, I purchased, I was going to say my first, my only <laughs> medium format camera. Um, awesome. And so I somehow, some way stumbled upon um, Jonathan Canlis and film is not dead and, you know, find in a box. Um, but I, I love film. It, it, there's nothing like it. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm glad we can agree on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Elizabeth's work is so other. Like it's uniquely hers. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I, um, this is embarrassing for me, but so I help out with a uh, hybrid every year, uh, which is, um, it's like John, Canlis, um, Belinda, uh, and uh, uh, Julie Paisley. Paisley. Yeah, they they all um, Belinda Olson. Um, they all put together this. You know, it's for hybrid shooters, so like digital yeah. and whatever. And so I volunteer every year and like run AV for them and whatnot. Um, and so last year I was in San Diego, and Elizabeth came. I don't know who she is at that time. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's a big deal. <laughs> um, so I just like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. You need a mic? You know, whatever. I'll set up music for you. Um, and uh, yeah, it was so nice. She's very, very friendly. So oh, um, yeah, I like her. She she knows exactly what she wants. And I, I think that like, Someone that has such clear vision for, like, in her work will definitely know exactly what she wants in everything else, you know? Yeah. And, like, yep. That, yep. that's, like, it's cool to have that kind of vision as a person. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to hear that she's nice. Yeah. You know, sometimes you admire somebody and you meet them or you hear about them and you hear that they're jerks and it's disappointing. Sure. I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Unless uh, it depends on who you bring up. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never met anybody that I have, you know, canceled. Uh, <laughs> I have met, um, well, not officially met. I've spoken to. Um, oh gosh, why does his name? He's a wedding photographer. That doesn't help. Oh gosh, he's a We're big deal. Um, he's married to Joel. Joel something. Is it Jose Villa. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Jose Villa. Um, I think I was in Vegas once, um, uh-huh. doing something, and I ended up running into them in a candy store. Oh, cool. And so I, <laughs> I stare. Because I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Jose Mia. <laughs> and I can imagine, he was like, why is this girl looking at me? Uh-huh. And so I ended up walking over saying, oh my goodness, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan of your work. You're amazing. And so he was really, really sweet. Oh, good. Um, 
I also met or encountered another photographer um, in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, you're, you know what your name is. And I said his name. And he's just kind of like, yeah, uh-huh. And so I'm going up to, you know, press the button to go up to my floor to get off. And I noticed he did not press the button on the elevator. And I was just, when I got off, I'm thinking, I'm not going to stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want me to know what floor he was on. I don't care. Maybe you're just riding the elevator up and down, just kind of taking it for a ride. Possibly. Got <laughs> <laughs> home and unfavored in his blog. <laughs> Unfollowed him on social media. Yeah, um, I work for a company that um, handles software for photographers. So that's oh, okay. how I ended up seeing those guys. Um, oh, I'm like, okay. no, you think, um, a couple other photographers that I've met, um, through the company because, because of the company. Yeah. And, um, for the most part, everybody's been cool, but you know, they're these rock star photographers. Isn't that so funny? Uh, isn't it? And I talk, I've spoken with some of them on the phone and they're just so entitled. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're not a neurosurgeon. You're not yeah. a rocket scientist. You're yeah. not carrying cam- You push a button on a camera. Get over mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody, any of those guys that like talk and act in such a way that they have such arrogance and pride and all that stuff, they just need to watch... Cartier-Bresson getting interviewed by uh, Charlie Rose. Bresson is like the best photographer ever. Ever. And but Charlie Rose keeps on try, like, trying to tell him that he's a genius. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. you're just, but you're like a, you're amazing. You're a genius. You're blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And then he's just like, I just take pictures. I just... I just use a tool. I'm not anything. And it's like that, that to me, um, yeah. like that's meekness. Like that's like humble meekness. He has the strength. He can use it, but yep. he's just kind of, he just, he's not, he's not afraid to use it whenever he can. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's not wielding it around like a madman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I we kind of went on a crazy, crazy trail, <laughs> but Didn't yeah, we? that's all right. That's how we do this thing. Um, yeah, film, film is so good. It's like it's just a very, very freeing medium to me. Um, yeah. So it is. Um, I have not. Uh, I haven't shot film in over a year. Oh. Um, and I had to laugh at myself here recently because I remember seeing when I was shooting film all the time, Mm -hmm. not shooting digital unless it was personal, um, and seeing hashtags, you know, looks like film, right? 
that uh-huh. kind of thinking looks like film, just shoot film. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the, I don't use the hashtag, the hashtag looks like film. <laughs> oh, and I just said, oh, Kiana. <laughs> it happens when you kind of get a little arrogant. <laughs> you just never know where life's going to lead you. That's true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it, there, digital has its place. And it's especially like if you're doing more commercial work, I completely understand like using, you know, I, I do commercial work occasionally and like I use a digital because like one, they want images like in like two days or same day sometimes, right? I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> One hour photo is not around anymore. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's, there is like speaking of people that are, you know, arrogant or prideful. Like I think, I think there can be a pride that comes with shooting with film. Um, but like at the end of the day, a good image is a good image. True. And Absolutely true. Yeah. I have no problem like admitting that I've looked at digital images and gone, that's great. <laughs> and, uh-huh. I th- and I think there are some people that would be like, yeah, it looks good, but not film. <laughs> 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 there are those people. Yeah, I'm like, come on, yeah. come on. And Film I mean, <laughs> yeah, Austin, Austin is full of hipsters like that. Yeah, to be honest. Oh, oh man, one time I was at a farmer's market. Austin thing, um, <laughs> <laughs> quite Austin. <laughs> um, and and I was just walking around and I saw this girl with a. It was a black AE one, and I grew up. I started shooting film when I was like 13 on an AE1. Um, and so like that one's, I just have nostalgia for it. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, hey, like I shoot film too. And like I showed her my camera. And I was like, that's so cool. And she's like, oh, it didn't have any film in it. I just wear it as an accessory. Like, Sweet. That's an expensive accessory <laughs> because black AE1s are kind of rare. Wow. Yeah, isn't that neat? That is another level. (laughs) Film is not dead. (laughs) Film is not dead. (laughs) Oh man, she was brave for telling you that. Yeah, I mean, you're just dumb, like ignorant, dumb, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Maybe brave. Maybe brave. I don't yeah. think I would have told that part. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'm shooting black and white. <laughs> Even if you don't okay. know, just just lie, <laughs> just lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all out. I just shot my last. Uh, I just yeah. shot my last frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably didn't even know it's called a roll. Uh, but but now I have a great story. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate her. <laughs> I really do. Oh my goodness. O- outside of photography, do you have a person or 
um, maybe something that inspires you? Nobody comes to mind. Do you, do you have it? <laughs> horrible. That's okay. Linear. Um, but you don't you don't have anything that like when you watch it or or, or I mean it it could be not or it could be a what like when I listen to this this it just like gets me going you know like I'm big into music so like pretty much all music gets me going. And inspires gotcha. me to create and like go for it. So you are. I saw. I saw you. Um, one of your posts a while, not too too long ago, but it was a a while ago, and you said that you were getting your son into hip hop, uh-huh. and you were posting the stuff that you listen to, and I'm like, I don't even. I don't even <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, I like music. Um it was um Cindy Lauper did it time after time. Oh, so good. Um, but it wasn't her version. It was I wanna say the lady's name is Cassandra something. I think she's a jazz singer. Oh. It's such a good um, song. Yeah, Cassandra Wilson, Time After Time. Okay. Um, that song, I believe it was in um, the movie Love Jones, which okay. used to be one of my favorite movies. But still is one of my favorites. Hmm. Um, and so when I heard that song, I had never heard it. Um, you know, Cindy Lauper's version is pretty, you know, yeah. up-tempo. And this one is just not. It she slows it down and mm. and because Love Jones was um Lorenz Tate's character was a photographer. Oh, okay. When I heard that song, it I associated it with photography. So when mm. I heard it, I wanted to shoot. Yeah. Um I mean, that was years ago. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything that may if I heard the song today, I'd probably feel the same, but yeah. Outside of that, no. Yeah. That's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's interesting. It's always interesting to me to, to like understand. Some people are more linear. So, like, photography inspires me to photograph. When, you know, and definitely whenever I look at past masters, I feel that like, um, you know, um, Gordon Park or um, Vivian Mayer or, you know, it's just like all these greats, they inspire me for sure. Yeah. To, to do work and like emulate, you know, take, mm-hmm. take some ideas from them or whatever. Steal. Yeah. I'm stealing from them. Um, but then... But then music and a bunch of other things just cause my mind to go in its own way. Mm. Like, I I feel like, how to explain this? Um, So my wife's an oil painter. Uh Oil painters or, you know, artists, whenever they go to art school, they have to, like, do, you know, drawing 101 or whatever. And you're just copying 
Right. And I feel like photographers don't get to take that ever. Um, and when I look at past masters and then try to recreate that, that's my, my form of like exercising a like photography 101 kind of like trying to recreate the masters. Right. Which is another thing they do. I think that's like, I don't know. Who knows? 401. I don't know (laughs) when it is that they, they copy the masters, but they do do it. My wife did it. Um, I also didn't go to college, so I don't know what 401 means. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But then, but then like, so whenever I do that, I feel like it's more intentional to practice Mm -hmm. and then everything else is, it just gets my creative juices flowing in my own way. So it's like my own voice, my own vision, my own whatever uh-huh. Obviously, pulling from everything that I've practiced, but it's yeah. it gets me like, uh, spices up life. <laughs> nice. But, but I I think that's I love that everybody is so different. Like, not everybody has to be like me, where they have like those two things or whatever. Yeah, it, it can be very linear, yeah. in, in in a way. So, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, next big question. Oh, go. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Why did you get into photography? So, like many, many moms, <laughs> it started because of my son. Um, yeah. It wasn't something that, like, uh, I worked at a place and I was a brand new mom and we have these huge cubicle walls and I wallpapered my cubicle mm-hmm. with pictures of my son. Yeah. And people would come over and go, whoa, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> and a few people, and it wasn't, I didn't have a passion for photography. I was just capturing moments a new mom i was really proud got a cute kid i want to show him up yeah so um a few people said um oh you should be a photographer nah i like getting a paycheck i like (laughs) knowing that i'm gonna be paid every two weeks you know and then um one day uh, I worked with a a friend of my cousin, and she said, "You know, I usually oh, I wish I could find these pictures. I don't think I can. I think they're gone, lost somewhere in some hard drive that just doesn't work anymore." But she said, um, "I usually go to one hour photo for my birthday. Uh-huh. This year, I want you to take my picture." Hmm. Now, <laughs> I've heard some people talk about some different kind of cameras, and let me just tell you how not aiming towards photography. I was shooting with a Sony CD Mavica. I don't even know what it that was is. A, see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bulky camera, and it wrote to. It was a digital camera. And it wrote to a CD. 
oh, a geez. mini a mini CD, <laughs> and <laughs> it there was um, I mean, <laughs> there was no flash on it. It I did have a flash for it, but the flash um, connected with a little cord. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've never done this before. You know, I didn't want to say no because, well, let me just try something. Um, <laughs> and so I took, um, I got a white piece of fabric <laughs> and I um, safety pinned it to the curtain rod. And I took her pictures. And because we worked in a call center that had about 200 people in it, mm -hmm. when I made the prints, uh, she shared. And then somebody else said, oh, take my picture. And it kind of went, it kind of went on from there. Oh, interesting. And it was still, you know, even after that, people would say, oh, you should be a photographer. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> So it, it took years after that to go, maybe I should try putting a little more effort to this. Maybe I should try to learn, you know, more about this. So yeah. That's how it started. That's good. All because of your boy. All because of my boy. Yeah. My sister actually recently brought up the fact that, um, like in high school, I had, I would take pictures of things. And I was just like, oh, yeah. But again, it was just documenting. I didn't yeah. think of it as, oh, I'm a photographer. I just sure. want to go back and be able to look at, oh, we went on this trip kind of thing. So Yeah. Look at that bag of Skittles. <laughs> yeah. I have so many of those photos. I mean, not anymore. I deleted all of them. But <laughs> yeah. Look at that leaf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have... I have um, I have prints from my first role that oh. I ever took. And I was, you know, 13 or 14, right? They're not awesome. Duh. But yeah, duh. It's not going to be good. But it is so interesting to think about, like, what what was I thinking here? Like, why, why did I think that was a... But I think it was just... I just want to be... I want to remember this spider web. Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think spider webs are pretty cool. <laughs> They're so labor yeah, especially if they have a little dew on them. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Solid <laughs> image. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so cool. So, um, you're what you work in the photography industry. I yeah, I work for a software company. Like, yeah. yeah. So I do like support. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I guess you, you probably, well, if you're in support, it's more like on back end stuff. So you're probably yeah. not like looking at images all the time. Every now and again, um, I'll, I'll go to some, like if somebody's really a jerk, <laughs> what does your work look like? Let me see what reason you have to be such a jerk. Why are you so? <laughs> sometimes I'll go, oh, they're pretty good. <laughs> oh. Sometimes I'll go, <laughs> oh man. I mean, customer service people get the worst. I um, 
I know for high school graduates, it's a requirement that they have to do like um, not customer service, community service. Oh, uh-huh. um, and I think that they should be required to do some customer service because yeah. Yeah. it will it will just change your perspective. Um, it will cause you, I, I believe in my mind anyway, it will cause people to be a lot more compassionate when you're talking to somebody, when they're providing a service for you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're yeah, not I, less than you because they're ringing up your groceries. Right. You yeah. Know? Right. <clears throat> yeah. I, I worked in the service industry too. So like, yeah, That's, <laughs> that, I'm for waiters and waitresses. I don't care what the service was. You're at least getting 20% every single time. At least I'm always tipping good. Cause like if you're not getting paid and you should be, especially it now. Should be. Oof. Yeah. Well, good on you. <laughs> that takes a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you like? Oh man, yeah. I don't know if I would call it a habit. <laughs> I laughed when I read that question because uh, I just feel like, which unusual habit do I share? Let's go all of them. <laughs> um, so really weird. So my eyelashes, <laughs> like, how do I explain? I don't know if I would call it a habit. So I'm really weird about my eyelashes. They're, okay. They curl. Uh-huh. They don't grow regular. They grow all, like, I have some that are straight and going, they're just going all kinds of directions. <laughs> and sometimes... When I blink, I can feel that they're like catching the top oh. and the bottom. And Oof. that annoys me. And I so I have to pluck them <laughs> so they don't catch and they don't annoy me. And sometimes I overpluck my eyelashes. Okay. And my sister, she I can see where the problem with this is. <laughs> Kind of, they're kind of bald in some areas, and my sister is just like, "What did you do?" <laughs> like you don't understand. They were they were catching, and it's, every time I blink, I can feel it, and I just I have to make it stop. <laughs> is that unusual enough? <laughs> I like that one a lot. That is good. Uh, man, oh man, I can't imagine. Like I, I completely understand it. Like, um, one of our foster boys, his, his eyelashes are so curly. Like they curl back on themselves like so quickly. It's crazy. And they're so beautiful. Like, yeah, so, so beautiful. But I'd never even thought of that. Like them, like getting curled up into each other and then him like your eye would be stuck forever it's just I, the feeling of that um 
like Velcro almost. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. I have eyelash Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Have <laughs> areas of my eyelashes right as we speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you start talking about it, it's like it's like an itch. You, you, mm. There you go. Yeah, you just got to keep on going. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, that I think I love that question because I think a lot of times we pretend or we, we assume that other people aren't as weird as we are, but everybody is super weird. Yeah. They just don't show it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I got my own too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one and one of these days I'm gonna have someone else on to interview me, so I can I can share all of my dirty laundry for everybody to hear. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> but yeah, yeah. I I think I think I don't know. It's just good to humanize people. Yeah, agreed. Especially. Especially when we, we build them up in our brains. And we build up so many other, with so many people. So many people. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think, I think that's why growing up is hard. But we've just been thinking about this. Growing up is so hard because, like, as you get older, your parents get older. And then you realize, oh, yeah, they're just people. Yeah. Like, they're not. Because when I was a kid, they were like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and realize, yeah, okay, we're, they're not superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I know my parents are listening and they're probably crying, but they're not superheroes. <laughs> they're not superheroes. They make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard, I was talking uh, with my mom Uh, Not too long ago, and I heard she said to me, um, you know, I wasn't a perfect mother. I made mistakes. And it's like, I know that. But to hear her say that, I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, that's. Honestly, like that's kind of how we're trying to raise our boys is like, I think it was a kind of a generational thing of portraying yourself as, you know, I am, you know, whatever I want the boys to emulate later on in life instead of like, I will wholeheartedly admit like, hey, I'm sorry, I I snapped at you. Like, dad shouldn't do that i shouldn't act that way to you and like genuinely saying i am wrong for doing that and i need your forgiveness you know or not not need it would be nice if you forgive me i don't need it (laughs) yeah yeah. i i got you i can get by without it okay But, (laughs) (laughs) but and then you know and then hopefully that that gives them freedom to realize that they don't have to be perfect in their life and they don't have to, you know, go through 
all this rigmarole of like keeping all of the imperfect things bundled up inside until it breaks at some point you have a nervous breakdown um but you're you're open and vulnerable with people and uh yeah i think that's important and it also gives them a wonderful example of how to apologize yeah you know apologizing is hard yeah saying that you were wrong is hard yeah and apologizing and apologizing by not going I'm sorry, you got offended. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you I don't have you thicker mad. skin. <laughs> or like, I'm sorry that I made you mad, but you shouldn't have did that thing that <laughs> <laughs> made me say those things to you. Yeah, still your fault, but I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> people yeah it's such a joy to talk to you really Mm -hmm. that's good to hear um i was afraid (laughs) oh were you you were afraid of me being like all right i guess we're done I was thinking we're going to this podcast is going to be over in about 30 minutes (laughs) Um, I, I just, I don't know this whole, um, I was afraid that I was going to get on here and be super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, only slightly super awkward. <laughs> Not super, <laughs> it's increasingly rare for me, at least to interact with people. Well, especially now, since I'm mostly homebound um but just interact with people that are genuine and open and honest um i think there are a lot of people that pretend to be open and honest um but uh like i told you before like i grew up reading people without them using their words so i'm a pretty decent judge of character like within like seconds Wow. Um, just, I don't know. <laughs> Scared kid. That's why. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I cherish people that are genuine and honest and open and like just kind humans. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. I, um, Leading up to this, I just, you know, my thoughts were going almost nonstop. And I wanted to get on the podcast and be who I want people to think I am. (laughs) Mm. But then I decided that was a bad idea because I, the people I most admire are the people who are real, transparent, honest. Um, I actually admitted to um, some other ladies in my small group. Uh, we're reading a, a book and there's some questions at the end of every chapter. And as we were sharing, one of the questions was something like, um, 
do you worry about what people think of you? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was, <laughs> it actually took some courage for me to admit. Yeah. Um, because I do, it is, I am, believe it or not, just getting to a place where I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Um, taking the mask off, you know, um, I, oh, we're, we, the, so the, in the book, <laughs> the book, it's talking about, uh, one of the things that it talks about is the way that the impact of hearing something negative or believing something negative at a young age mm. can like fester into something terrible. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I remember um, being younger and I went to like a neighbor's house or something so that she can braid my hair. And I don't mean, I wasn't like super young. There were, things prior to that, but, um, her daughter who was like eight, <laughs> she was a kid. I think it was a teenager and, uh, her, the, the lady who was braiding my hair was talking and I'm laughing yeah. and her daughter walked by and she looked at me and she said, you goofy. Oof. And I didn't laugh. The rest of the time I was there. Oh no! Um, there was another time where I was um, on a session, which was a referral from somebody that I have worked with for years, and I was laughing at something, and the the girl it was a the girl that I was shooting said, "Oh, so and so told me you were what did she say? So and so told me you were goofy." And that, I was just like, oh my goodness, um, yikes, you know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, la la I, you've heard the number of times I laugh. It's so Sometimes great. I laugh at inappropriate things. Perfect. Um, but to hear that, I was just like, oh my goodness, well, what else does she think about me? You know, mm -hmm. what do other people think about me? And so ugh, that, that, that's heavy. Yeah. All not being comfortable in your own skin around people for fear that you would, God forbid, in some way be different than they are. Yeah. yeah. And people's inability to embrace that. It's like, oh, I'm not like that. So I don't want to deal with that kind of person, you know? Yeah. So like all of that, <laughs> I had to kind of put in a box, push it to the side, <laughs> do this podcast. Oh my goodness, oh I'm, my gonna, I'm gonna somehow, some way reveal something about myself that I don't mm. want people to know about me. Yeah. Unconsciously, just because I'm running my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I've overshared completely, so I think we're good. <laughs> Uh, do you know that um, Childish Gambino lyric? Um, I used to care what people think, but now I care more. I really like that line resonated with me so hard. 
like because you think he's gonna say you know whatever like now i don't and he's like now i no, i'm more lots more (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's so hard it's so hard for sure there's I, i i've always been a real weird person um and it wasn't until um a couple probably like three or four years into our marriage that i started like okay as long as she likes me i'm good like i'll just be me and slowly slowly i've been getting there one day (laughs) one day (laughs) whatever followers i have will finally be like oh (laughs) no (laughs) that is not what we want (laughs) yeah yeah i i think that it's so it's so tricky whenever you're you're tied up oh this is the thing okay i just remembered so here is here's a thing that i don't even remember i don't even remember where it came from but i was talking to someone about i was probably I don't know, 23, something like that. And I was just like, I like crippling the amount of like approval I needed from other people, like hardcore. Um, and, and they were like, you know how much do you think about yourself? I'm like, uh, no, how much? Like, well, I mean, just think about it. Think about how often you think about yourself okay yeah like a lot like you know what do they think about me is still thinking about me right yep <laughs> and then he was like everybody else is doing that nobody's actually thinking about you so stop it like, oh. and that was like you know obviously a hard pill to swallow because like mm-hmm. you want to be special and like you know bad people <laughs> You know, thinking about you. <laughs> I wonder if they're thinking about me. <laughs> they're not. You yeah. know? And like, it's so freeing. It's so yeah. freeing. Well, yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's that's very vulnerable. Yeah. To share that. That's what I like to see in other people. So I thought I'd give some of my own. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I think... I mean, I wouldn't have shared that if you hadn't. Um, there's, there's another idea that I really enjoy, which is like friendship or conversation is like a game of tennis, like volleyball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I hit the ball over the net to you. You got to hit it back over. Yeah. Otherwise, there's there's no game. <laughs> and it and it you know, and vulnerability balls, right? Like. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm instantly vulnerable to you, our relationship just opened up. Like, yeah, we're yeah. friends now, and yeah. you're gonna feel comfortable sharing whatever <laughs> with me. So that's generally, I probably maybe overshare, well, but at least people feel mostly comfortable with me. I think. I I, I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally comfortable. Good. Good. <laughs> So, um, 
what was what what's this um medium format camera that you bought? A Mamiya yeah. 645. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that what that's the one with the um like kind of goosenecky eyepiece? Kind of like comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Ashley Crawford talked about it, and I think I told her that I thought it looked ugly. And then she, she hated that. on me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a camera snob, but I do like like design. And mm -hmm. that one's just kind of straight up ugly to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the images, I've seen beautiful images come out of it. So yeah. yeah. Um I was when I got it, I was really anxious. And I, I'm not the most patient person. Uh -huh. Um I kind of looked at some other things and I settled on that. Um, and then after like finding a box, hearing about the pin tax, I'm like, oh gosh, I should have gotten the pin tax, but I already own it. I may as well make the best of it. <laughs> um, it's not the most, it's not a favorite <laughs> of everybody's, but mm -hmm. what I have working on my side is that I've never tried anything else. There you go. So <laughs> that's perfect. I have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> that that is honestly really freeing. Yeah. Um, because I'll I will say this: you'll get rid of a camera, and go. I should have never sold that. I really liked that one, and I thought I didn't, but now it's gone, and I really <laughs> like it. So, yeah, just don't sell it. Yeah. Stay with what you got. Yeah. In the um. In the last five years, do you have a a change in like belief or behavior that's improved your life? Overall, just life in general? Yeah, yeah life. So, uh, I know this is not a religious podcast, uh -huh. <laughs> but um, I would say, um, my relationship with God mm -hmm. um, before it was just like, I just went to church, you know, it was the Christian thing to do. You at least have to go to church. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, oh God, I may, I, I, I wanted to see a change. I wanted to see some of the things I wanted to experience some of the things that I read about some of the things that I hear other people talking about. And so, um, I knew that I had to change. And so, yeah, I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also, Trying to become a reader. <laughs> okay. I'm not a reader. Okay. We have not. I've been a, cow, a couch potato looking at TV all of my life. Okay. Um, and I see people. At one point in my life, in my early 20s, I would see people reading and go, are you absolutely kidding me? How could that possibly be entertaining? It's a book. 
<laughs> what? And then, <laughs> like, as I'm growing wiser, I realize how much learning I missed out on because mm-hmm. I didn't want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I have photography books, not a plethora, but I have, you know, a book on composition and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read this book. I just bought it for nothing, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's in there. I have, I I have those books. <laughs> yeah, I have um, those books. I had gr- high expectations of myself when I bought it. Sure. But then I got it and I'm just like, I don't, don't want to read it. Yeah. Um, and now I see people um, post books. You just posted a book, like how to read a book. Uh-huh. Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, now I am a I'm a I'm a digital book reader mm-hmm. <laughs> because I that mean I have no reason not to take my book with me because it's on my phone, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I am consciously trying to read more. Cool. I see people read and I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Mm. I just don't like it, and I so I have to turn my TV off, pick up you know my device, and just. Yeah read and and i enjoy it um i'm growing um i i didn't have the patience to do it either in the beginning yeah i i needed my mind to be stimulated by the television (laughs) yeah and that's just a movie or a tv i'm a binge watcher yeah you know and so the reading just it didn't do anything for me mm. uh, and so i would read like a page and be like okay that's enough what's on the food you know yeah yeah but i i'm reading more awesome so. yeah. that's super exciting yeah um, it is. i i hated reading uh for a very long time like i never read growing up i was a mm-hmm. terrible student very mm. yeah not not a good anyway but but then, like, weirdly enough, I really enjoyed English and, like, grammar and, like, just mm. dissecting sentences was really fun for me. Nice. Why? I don't know. Um, and I never read. I never read until probably, like, four or five years ago. Okay. started reading. And I, I was the same way. I was like, why are these? It's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like. I'll just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. But 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 when you read a, a novel specifically, you create this world in your own head that's oh, way better than any other thing that's out there. Yes. And it's magical. It's really yes. magical. Yes. I could not agree with you more. That's actually part of the reason... <laughs> Um, even though I read the books digitally, I learned that I don't like the audio version. Mm. And I know that like I have a few audio books, but the way I read in my mind, mm-hmm. the people don't generally read with that much excitement or, you know, oh, sure, it's yeah. just and I guess they kind of have to be more monotone so that they can be more palatable for everyone. Oh. I'm just like, they're boring. 
I, I want audiobooks for me. I prefer to read it myself. Yeah, that's good. But I, I agree. I felt that way, especially when I read, um, oh my goodness, what is that book? The Shack. Okay. Um, gosh, I can remember. Oh my, I still have vivid pictures of what I imagine things to be like in that. Yeah. Uh, and the movie was like, eh. <laughs> it's good, but it's it, it doesn't hold, it doesn't hold a torch to what I had in my head. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I I'll say this about audiobooks. Um. So I don't know if you're a fan of Neil Gaiman. He is probably my favorite author. It's Cormac McCarthy and Neil Gaiman. Those are my two favorite authors. Neil uh, Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. He's a uh, Englishman. Okay. And um, he reads a lot of his audiobooks. American Gods is a really good, a good one to start with. Um, so interesting. But he reads, he reads a lot of his books, and man, is it good! Because he he gets into it, and then he mm-hmm. has probably the best voice in the whole world. Oh wow! Ever. Um, and so yeah, it's really it's really enjoyable. So I will say that. Yeah. If, if you want to try. Yeah, um, I, I definitely will. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Reading, reading is, has, has been awesome. I'm, I, I think as far as learning goes, I, I read a lot of books on like nonfiction stuff. Um, just about random, whatever I'm interested in. Um, but podcasts, that's where I learned so much stuff. I've I have easily listened to probably like five or six hundred hours of podcasts easily because I, 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 I had a job where I could just like plug in and then just oh, do it for eight hours and so exactly. every day I was listening probably like ten hours a day something yeah yeah but, now I, I do enjoy podcasts yeah. that's that's different from from audiobooks for me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like audiobooks should be more like the behind the scenes of act uh voice voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> like, get some voice actors to read this. More people <laughs> will buy the audio version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But book book people can be real boring. Some book people. But not this book person. Real no, lively. No. <laughs> mm. Well, we're at an hour and 50 minutes. You, you are th- kidding me. Yeah, do you think that was going to oh, happen? No. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I cannot believe I was just going to ask what time it was or look at because I can see that there's no sun behind you anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got, man. You got that good sun over there. Yeah. Y'all's light is so good, y'all. Pretty good. But I also don't have much to compare to either. Oh sure. <laughs> well, you were in Amarillo. Amarillo. You, yeah, you know that wasn't good. <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but the light just doesn't. I don't know. Well, like uh, every time I go to California, I'm just like, oh, this is so different. So different. <laughs> the, yeah, it's like everywhere I point my camera, I'm just like, oh, uh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. That's gorgeous. <laughs> Everything looks great. And then in Texas, it's just like overbearing. And, <laughs> but it's probably a grass is greener thing. Probably. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you asked. Hey, Ryan, if you're listening, thank you for suggesting it. <laughs> Ryan's yeah. a good dude. He he really is. He really yeah. is. I really love um the find in a box community. Everybody's so wonderful, so encouraging. Yeah. So genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so rare. Yes, it is. Yeah. Especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it to win I'd it probably, over there. Mm-hmm. I probably would not have a Facebook account if it wasn't for. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's nothing about Facebook that interests me except for that group. Yep. Thanks for anything on the. Oh man, I I I ruined it. I butchered it. Take two. <laughs> My lips stopped working. <laughs> Jeez, happens literally every episode. <laughs> it's something about saying thanks for being on the podcast. My brain cannot do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I really appreciate you being on. <laughs> How about that? I appreciate you having me. I really, really, really do. This is something that I never imagined myself doing. Um, so I just grew a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are at the end of the podcast. You know the drill. I'm going to gently hint that you should rate and review this podcast, but then say you have to follow your own heart. Kiana is Kiana's underscore photography on Insta. I'm at Sasquatch Mansfield. This podcast is the Film Photography Podcast. Our quote this week comes from Henry Cartier-Bresson, who said, Reality offers us such wealth that we must cut some of it out on the spot. Simplify. Question is, do we always cut out what we should? Till next time, be well, do good work. Stay disciplined.